1: I don't know why, but it, to me, is like when a boy has to ask a girl to the prom.
2: Oh, you know I mean? I, I'm kind of shy. I'm like, that's just awkward. Anyway. I don't Can't like, somebody don't. else do this?
0: Welcome, friends, to episode 21 of Country Heat Weekly. We're legal now, so who wants to buy us a drink?
1: <laughs> I'm Amber Anderson. <laughs> I'm Kelly Sutton. Drinks are on the house. We are at the Amazon house on Music Row in Nashville, where Cole Swindell is our center stage guest. On the podcast today, his brand new album Stereotype is out, and we had it blasting on the jukebox while we were getting ready today. So, Amber, do you have a favorite track yet? I'm going with my old
0: faithful. I'm still so obsessed with Never Say Never, his duet with Lainey Wilson.
1: I just cannot stop. I can't quit that song. What about you? That one is such a great song. She Had Me at Heads Carolina. This one is something I've just fallen in love with. Cole and Thomas Rett wrote this one, and they took the original Jody Messina song, Heads Carolina, Tales, California and wrote entirely new lyrics to it. It's really clever, and I cannot wait to talk to him about it. Well, he'll be right here soon. But first, we have to check in on
0: Kelly and Amber's Music City (laughs) Adventures. (laughs) A lot has happened since the last episode. Yes,
1: it has. Okay, we left here last week, and we went to the Country Music Hall of Fame for the red carpet premiere of For Love and Country, the Amazon original documentary about the history of Black artists in country music. Oh,
0: My goodness. Right. What an amazing and unforgettable night that was. I really don't think I can put into words how I felt leaving the theater that night, how I felt sitting in the theater, but then leaving the theater. It was just so incredible being at a country music event, just like any other night here in town. Like, we're all over the place. But to be surrounded by so many people who look like me, Mm -hmm. who love this music and this genre, that just was not lost on me. And it meant a lot and it continues to just be so encouraging, especially with this new group of artists that are really stepping into more and more of the spotlight, that this is becoming normal right, as it should have been all along. And celebrated. (laughs) Right. And they actually talk about that in the film. There was just this one part, and I I won't spoil it for anybody because everyone needs to go watch, but I do not need to apologize for being in this space Right. You know that part when they were talking about that? I have just as much a right to be here as anyone else. And all of us do. And watching that be celebrated was just something that was just so special. It was such a beautiful documentary. It's so important. And I have to say that being in a movie theater with black people is so much fun. I love my people. (laughs) We are expressive and joyful, and it is just a good time. And everyone's reacting to what they see on the screen. It just made that experience so much more enjoyable. I loved every minute.
1: I felt like we were in church. I loved it. And I loved it too. It was so incredible. And the fact that they had a panel discussion with the director, Joshua Kissy, beforehand, and so many of the other artists that are in this Mm -hmm. film, and then watching them watch it on the big screen. I get chills even thinking about it. It was incredible. It was incredible. Yeah, if you haven't checked out the film, guys, please take the time to do so. It is so good, so important, and it's streaming right now on Amazon Prime Video. We had some solo
0: adventures this week too, Kelly. Yeah. You got to host a special night at the Grand Ole Opry.
1: I did. It was a tribute to Merle Haggard. His son, Marty Haggard, was there, and oh my goodness, he looks Exactly. Oh, like his dad. Really? Yes. And he told so many great stories. Joe Nichols was there. Cody Johnson performed. Lainey Wilson. It was just incredible. And it was all being taped for an upcoming TV special.
0: So April 6th was the anniversary of not only Merle Haggard's birth, but also his death. And we're going to honor that today by
1: featuring Merle in our Rediscover segment with a twist. Yeah, I mean, his catalog of music is way too big for just one segment. So we're going to drill it down into one specific area of his life that is really, really interesting and fairly uncommon. So stick around for that. But first, we want to hear about the Carly Pierce show that you went to last week. I mean, I kind of feel like Carly has been playing Nashville a lot lately. Oh, what a show it was.
0: (laughs) It was my second time seeing the 29 tour in what, five months? Sure. And I'd see it again tomorrow. I'd go back a million times. She's insane. Just pure talent. Just like radiates off of her. You can't take your eyes off of her when she's performing. And obviously, just her sound and the stories of the songs, it's just so good. And in true natural fashion, she kept the special guests coming Ugh. all night long. The Isaacs, oh, which she gave tribute to the Opry, yes. kind of like that whole thing. Ashley McBride, Matthew West, Aww. and then she closed the show with Lee Bryce. I was stalking your Instagram. All yes. Night. <laughs> Oh, it was, such a, it was such a good show. Super, just amazing night and totally epic.
1: I mean, you saw her perform 29 Written in Stone a couple months back. As you said, this is the second time in five months. So you said that that crowd five months ago was pretty rowdy. <laughs> How did this crowd compare?
0: You know, to be fair, this one was being filmed. Okay. And I know that there were a ton of industry people there. So I feel like it definitely was not quite as rowdy, but her fans still showed up. She's got some really great and dedicated fans. Okay.
1: I think that covered all of our big adventures from the past week oh wait i got to meet your parents yes shout out to them they were in town this week from florida and i finally got to meet them and we went
0: to brunch yes and they are in love with you they love you (laughs) like everyone else does but i love them they are the best we still have a lot of new music to discuss in our heat index and a new album to chat about so let's head into the kitchen and see what else has been cooking in country
1: music We knew this was coming, but now it is official. Carrie Underwood's new album has a name and a release date.
0: It's called Denim and Rhinestones, which is the most throwback country name ever. Love it. <laughs> it comes out Friday, June tenth, right in the middle of CMA Music Fest.
1: Carrie co-wrote eleven of the twelve songs on the project and also co-produced the album with David Garcia. Now you may remember I talked to Carrie about producing when she was a guest on Country Heat Weekly a couple weeks back. Well, it's a lot of fun to to be involved in more aspects
2: of right. the making music. I, I started that with David Garcia on Cry Pretty mm-hmm. and then I felt like timid and kind of unsure during that whole Whole process, but like really wanting to learn, wanting to be there. You know, people are coming over doing their overdubs. Like I wanted to be there. I wanted to, you know, throw out my my ideas. And you know, I was like, I hope, I hope they're good. Now I feel like since we did that, we did my savior together. I feel like I'm more confident in my opinions and what I want things to sound like and he would send me something I'd be like I don't like that like no 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 take that out do this thing and it's like we know each other well enough to be able to really work well together get
0: lots more from Carrie about her songwriting her Las Vegas residency and the chickens that she's raising in her basement by listening back to episode 18 of country heat weekly that's
1: right we said chickens she's raising in her basement
0: you always get to learn the inside scoop here on country heat weekly speaking of scoop we just learned today that Kelsey Ballerini has COVID
1: and has to co host tonight's CMT Awards from her house. This is my chance, Amber. I mean, Kelsey, that really sucks. And I'm so sorry. And I know the show being on CBS this year is a huge opportunity. But listen, CMT, if you're listening, I have a ton of sparkly dresses and I'm ready. Kelly? <laughs> yes. They've already tapped Kane Brown to step in. Kane doesn't have sparkles. <laughs> I mean, I know he's done it before and he's pretty good at it, but they need a female up on that stage in person. I'm just saying, I have tickets to the show. I could jump right in. (laughs) Well, we'll bring you any big news from the night,
0: including Kelly rushing the stage to rescue the show (laughs) next week on Country Heat Weekly. I hope
1: I don't get arrested. I actually talked to Kelsey last week pre-COVID diagnosis and she's got new music out, which we'll talk about in a minute when we break down what's hot on the Country Heat playlist.
0: First though, we have to send a Big congratulations out to L. King and Miranda Lambert. Their song, Drunk and I Don't Want to Go Home, has made history. So bye.
1: It's the first all-female duet to hit number one on country radio since Reba and Linda Davis did it in 1993 with Does He
0: Love You? Well, hopefully it won't be as long before the next one. Carly Pierce and Ashley McBride are top five and rising right now with Never Wanted to Be That Girl. And both of those
1: songs are on our Country Heat playlist. So let's check out the Heat Index and see what else is hot on Amazon Music's Marquee Playlist.
0: We were talking about Kane Brown a minute ago. He actually has two songs on the playlist one called Whiskey Sour and another called Leave You Alone. So here's a fun
1: fact Kane was almost in a band instead of being a solo artist. The producers of X Factor tried to team him up with a trio called Restless Road. Didn't work out, obviously. Kane wanted to do his own thing. And now, Kane has signed Restless Road
0: to a record deal, has taken them out on tour, and they have a song on the Country Heat playlist. It's a love
1: song called Growing Old With You. Take a listen. Come on,
2: baby, what you say do? I feel like going old
0: with you. So if you're planning a wedding, the Country Heat playlist has you covered because the new song from Parmalee, Take My Name, also works.
2: Take my hand. time never felt like this before take my name and make it yours.
0: and then we have kelsey ballerini's new single heart first which ushers in
1: the new chapter of kelsey music now she told me it's a play on diving into a relationship going in heart first instead of head first this song heart first it is just like 90s inspired roll your windows down, feel good, breezy vibes. And kind of the message of it is uh, it's a playoff of obviously like diving in head first, heart first, and just going with your gut. I think everything good in life comes from taking a leap of faith and certainly love is is on that list. And so it's just, it's just a happy and I'm really excited about it.
0: Several of our Amazon 2022 artists to watch have songs on the playlist, too, including Connor Smith, Bailey Zimmerman, and Willie Jones. It's a great place to keep up with the hottest new sounds in country music, so find and follow the Country Heat playlist on Amazon Music. It's time to play Who Said That? We read a quote. You guys try to figure out who said that.
1: Kelly, do you have today's quote? I do. Here it is. Quote, I just don't imagine that we'll be one of those bands that goes... We're retiring. It's over. I feel like I'm waiting for the narrator
0: voice to come in and whisper, they retired. It's over.
1: (laughs) Maybe or maybe not. We'll play the clip for you when Country Heat Weekly comes back.
2: Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies
0: are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promoting for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? (laughs) It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. ctmobile.com Okay, it's time to tell you who said that.
1: I just don't imagine we'll be one of those bands that'll go, we're retiring, it's over. I don't know if we'll do 100 dates ever again. You know, it'll look different as time goes on. Rascal Rascal Flatts! That was Jay DeMarcus in the fall of 2019. Four months later, the band announced their farewell tour. So
0: take note, Cole Swindell. Anything you say center stage today can and will be used against you at any moment. Georgia native Cole Swindell moved to Nashville in 2007, getting his first break as a songwriter. He wrote hits for some of country music's hottest stars, including his fraternity brother,
1: Luke Bryan, as well as Thomas Rhett, Scotty McCreary, and Florida Georgia Line. Now, eventually, he got the opportunity to start releasing music on his own, and things only went up from there. He has 10 number ones as an artist and 11 number ones as a songwriter, and he's just getting started. Today, we're celebrating the release of his fourth studio album,
0: Stereotype. This project features his duet with Lainey Wilson, an ode to 90s country, and some awesome co-writers.
1: We welcome Cole Swindell <laughs> to Country Heat Weekly. It's so good to see you.
2: Y'all don't even know. It's good to see you too. It's I'm been glad good- to be here. It's been too long. We were just saying. It's, uh feels like forever, but definitely been too long.
1: It's about time we got some new music from you. Your last album, all of it, came out in 2018.
2: That's what I keep saying. I, was like, I don't know if it feels longer or shorter. It's just, I know it's been that long, but man, it feels like we've been waiting on this for a while and finally uh, the album is is here, so...
0: Kind of walk us through the timeline of this new album. Are these songs that you've been collecting since 2018?
2: yeah you know a lot of them are but we didn't immediately start on this album after the release of the last one but i think you you know the next time you write or, or whatever you're always thinking about the next album little did i know it would be over three years before mm-hmm. we got to do it but the timeline isn't exactly what i pictured but there, that's been the last few years for everybody yeah. so i think you know trying to take the positive away is that this album we had more time to get it just right and i think this is the next chapter so the time was needed i think and I'm i'm just proud of what we got finished
1: so what you're saying is worth the wait. Yes, yes, <laughs> yeah, yes. That's all we love. Okay, so never say never. First of all, mm. you and Lainey together. It's so good. It's magic. <laughs> it's, it's one so of my favorites. Good. Um, it's the duet we didn't know we needed. Yeah. For real. <laughs> and then as soon as we hear it, we're like, oh my gosh, it's incredible. But you wrote this how long ago?
2: I mean, this was probably one of the songs I wrote after my last album. It was towards the end of 18. I think it's been that long as oh, well. Wow. So we knew that it was something. We thought it was special and we wrote it as a duet. As you all know, I mean, to have a duet, you got to have a, a partner to sing it with. It's something that took a little longer than I wanted, but it's another lesson I've learned. Like looking back, it worked. Out. I can't imagine me and her not singing it because I think when people saw that, like, Lainey Wilson, Cole Swin, like those, that's kind of different. <laughs> yeah. I wouldn't yeah. expect that, but right. I think that's, I love that about it. And you know, I just knew I was a fan of her music and I loved her voice. I loved everything about her. I was a fan already. And I just thought she was a, a big star in the in the making. And as we've seen the months go by, here she is winning awards. And that yeah. was bound to happen without this song. But I honestly think this is helping out us both out. I can't imagine her not being on it.
0: How did you decide she was going to be the one for this song?
2: It's funnier for her to tell the story. Uh, but In that
0: Louisiana accent. Yeah, so oh, it's,
2: know, uh, it's my right? favorite. It's, it's my favorite. But she, um, somebody said, "Well, why don't you see if she'll sing it? Uh, just send it to her." And I'm like, "Just send it to her." I don't. I mean, we don't know each other that well, but I guess I'll start with, "Hey, I'm a big fan. I got a song that that maybe you'll like." So that's how it started. And I didn't know this at the time. She told me later she was actually on vacation. She said, sipping yeah. on a pina colada, and <laughs> yeah. and here comes me sending her a song. And so I always say, like, when. she she listened to it it was the longest 3 minutes of my life it felt like 3 hours before she responded cuz i'm sitting there going this girl's an amazing songwriter and who knows what she's going to say and you know, looking back, it's it was worth the ask and um, worth interrupting her vacation. And I owe her uh, another pina colada for that one, so.
1: I just picture, <laughs> I don't know why, but it, to me, is like when a boy has to ask a girl to the prom. Oh, it,
2: it is, and you know, I, mean, I I'm and, kind of shy. I'm like, that's just awkward anyway. I mean, I don't, can like, somebody I don't, else do this? Can't somebody really else do Don't that, I have someone on my team? Like, but that, that was the thing. I wanted her to know that I was serious about it. I didn't want it to just go through the channels. because right, I understand. Right. I just don't want to put people on the spot. And I, I made that clear. As like, you don't even have to respond, whatever. I just want you to know how serious I am, and that I am a big fan. I want you, you know. She was always thankful from the beginning that I reached out to her, but for me, I was like, I'm, uh, you know, you're the, you're who I wanted on it, and yeah. it's just it looks really smart now with all the success. <laughs> kind of, but it's, I honestly would have, I mean, I would have done it no matter what. And she she had all this coming anyway, but it's just crazy timing that I have an album out, she's got all this stuff going on, and um, here we are just getting to enjoy the success together, and that's that makes it even more special for. With you, baby. Possible. The are
0: Another song that we are loving is She Had Me at Heads Carolina. We know that you love 90s country, mm-hmm. so I work in publishing at my mm-hmm. day job. Yeah. And so I'm really curious as to the process of using an existing song oh, yeah. to make a new song. I know you credited Mark D. Sanders and Tim Nichols, who wrote the original mm-hmm. How does that process come about? Like asking for permission to do that, to kind of recreate something that already exists? Oh, yeah. And
2: I'm so glad that you brought that up because I'd never done anything like this. Me and Thomas Rhett were just kicking around writing a song together last year on tour. Obviously, it was like, hey, we got to reach out to Tim and Mark, make sure they're cool with it. At least just see they could easily say no. And that's fine. I would understand. And uh, when we told them the idea, was just honestly, they were, I don't know, it just seemed like they were honored we would pick their song, how humble they are. I mean, because they could have been like, hey, this is our song. You're not, we're not redoing it. We let them know we want y'all to be a part of it. Obviously, you're getting credit for it. And let's just try to do it right, because that's, that's one of my favorite songs of all time. And I think, as everybody knows, I love 90s country music. I don't think anybody thought that we'd have picked that one to kind of redo, because it just, Jody Messina sang it, like, what am I going to do, sing that? But I, I think, you know, think about all the people that have gotten up at karaoke and sang that. You know, I even reached out to Jodie Messina a week or so ago and just to let her know, because I didn't have her contact, but I wanted her to know that this song also wouldn't be what it is without her. And although she's not on the track yet, I hope there's some kind of way to get her involved, because I, I just I, I let her know that, hey, as much or as little as you want to be involved, this song wouldn't be here without you. So I, I hope that's going to be a moment down the road. But for now, I just wanted her to know that how much I appreciate her, her music.
1: Okay, so I'm gonna speak this into existence yep. because as soon as I heard it, I had a mental picture of you performing this on the CMA award stage and Jody coming out and joining you on oh a verse. Oh my gosh. I mean, yeah. I mean, right? Wouldn't uh, that just be a moment? That that's is, a cMA, if you're listening, you're welcome. Yes. <laughs> I'm helping I mean, you I plan your show.
2: I mean, that is uh <laughs> that's a dream, honestly. I mean something that like cool? that. That is what yeah, and why Why not? I mean, that is what I want her to be, you know, a a part of it somehow. And I just think that's we got to save that. And that would be a perfect moment. I mean, I I can dream that. Let's just dream it.
0: Okay. so another one we're going to talk about, Every Beer. Mm -hmm. There's some really great life advice in this song. Tell everybody about the inspiration behind this one.
2: Yeah, this is, you know, one of my favorites that I uh, had a part in writing on on the album because of the message. You know, that's one of the reasons I love music. But country music is it's made for songs like this. It's a lot about what people have been through, what they're going to go through and not even know they need the advice. But for me, uh, this was the day uh, after Kobe Bryant died. And I, I just remember how crushed we all were. I mean, I was in shock, still didn't even know what to say. It was the day after. And I think I posted a picture of he and his daughter and Basically, the message was just, you know, if you got somebody you love, you better tell them like, you know, now. And uh, that was just kind of what I walked in the room. Me and Hardy and Jordan Schmidt were just kind of in a down mood and knew we wanted to write something that meant something, you know, because the fun stuff, we wrote plenty of fun stuff for the album, but this was not a fun day for us. And I think people need to hear this message. It's just about sitting at a bar with a a man a little older and wiser than you are and asking for advice. And the first thing he says is, call your mama. And that's always... um, that's something that even when we wrote that lyric, I didn't know how personal that would be for me.
1: You lost your mom yeah. in the fall, and you and I have had so many talks. We talked about when you should be here was so big, and and what that meant to honor your dad, and now. I, I wonder, is this going to be one of those songs that you take on a different meaning and it's a part of honoring your mom? I think,
2: yeah, I, th- I think so. I think that's, you know, that's something that she always tried to tell me, you know, enjoy what you're doing. You never, you never know. And I knew, I mean, I'd been hearing that for years. That's just something somebody always tells you, you better call your mom a boy. Like that's, that's something you, you better do, you know? And we, uh, no matter what, with life, we're human, we get caught up in things. And you just, from experience, I know when I wrote that line, Of course, she was still fine and everything was good. But I just knew that, you know, one day uh, I'm going to wish I could, you know, like song Dad's Old Number. It's just that kind of that feeling of, um, man, you better do it while you get a chance. And you don't want to look back and have regrets. And I think we're all going to have that. But I think if we try, if this song makes somebody want to go out, call somebody they love, if it makes them want to uh, you know just enjoy what they have and, and look at what they have I think that's what the message is it's just uh, you know while you got a chance you better um, not take it for granted so yeah
1: and and you know I know it's so special that your mom got to see so many amazing things oh, yeah.
2: happen in your yeah. life very and that's what I'm saying I knew that because it's all different every person you know you get older you lose folks and uh, I mean my dad being it was a tragic accident but then my mom she wasn't in the best health but still gone way too soon and um you know it's just it's, it's, it never gets easier but I do think knowing like you said that you should be here writing about that personal experience and knowing that yeah it's hard to sing that it's hard to think about it but how many people is helping I mean I, I have a responsibility especially since I've seen the power of that and that now that music's always helped me now I'm behind that I'm responsible for doing that you know and every song can't be like that but I think that's what makes some of them special is when you can show a different side that people may not have known about you and things that I've been through it's just all relatable and that's all I've ever been is a country music fan. And it's always been there for me. So I say it's crazy now to be able to to write songs that that people need sometimes. Okay, so what else is lined up for
0: 2022 for you?
2: Man, uh, we've been so excited about this album. I'm, I'm glad we got that out the way. And then we're just, just seeing what people think about the songs. I'm excited to pick, you know, my next single, whatever that is, and uh, just to see what the fans are thinking. I mean, you know, that's always been my favorite thing when an artist, my, my favorite artist comes out with an album is what's my favorite and how it changes from week to week. Cause mm-hmm. You listen, you listen, mm-hmm. and it's like, oh, now I love this one. This growing. Right. Yep. That's yep. just, I'm a I'm a fan of music, so I, I'm excited to see that. But then also we've got some big, you know, summer shows. this kind of festival, um, big fair season, whatever, but Faster Horses is in, up in Michigan. I'm looking forward to that one, I think we get to play the same night as McGraw he's a uh one of my favorites I've never done a show with him so got that uh playing shows and then I'm expecting a fall tour we don't have anything booked exactly but I think we're kind of waiting to see what this album does because I'm hoping it kind of changes things and I uh, want to make sure we we're uh, don't book things too early so I, I'm, I'm excited to just see what what this album brings I know we're looking forward to the summer but the fall should be fun too so
0: you're great at a festival I saw oh you at Windy gosh. City Smokeout a few oh,
2: years wow. ago. <laughs> yes, that was amazing. You
0: closed down the night. It was so much fun. Oh, that <laughs> is
2: those are those festivals. Are, I mean, you just you know to see that many people out there. You you can tell, especially nowadays. Like that was before everything. Now, I mean, people were just. You know, glad to be yeah. mm-hmm. getting back at it and uh, being together. And for us, like you said, without a crowd, it's it's different. You know, you got it. You, you want them out there. You feed off that energy. So to be back, kind of around them, finishing up a couple of shows we've had this year, has been it's just some, been amazing to be back.
0: You've obviously had a lot of songs cut by a lot of other artists. So is there anything coming up besides this album that we should be listening for? Like that, your name might be in the credits for. Hmm.
2: Ooh, hmm. any upcoming cuts? I'm trying to think. I know we've got. A few things that, that other artists have liked that I'm a writer on, I don't know if they're going to actually, I don't want to jinx it, so I don't know if they're going <laughs> to cut, they're gonna cut so it. I was just going to be like, I'm but, I'm but there's right a, that, that whole there's doesn't song, mean much anymore, I know, does I it? Yeah, that, that's how I started my career. And mm-hmm. there's so many songs that they can't make every album. You just think about songs that people may never hear, and that's just mm-hmm. scary. So if there's an artist that likes my songs that I've written, y'all, y'all go, go record it. <laughs> is so, Is there yes. like a dream? Is there
0: like a dream cut? that like you get on the
1: board who's uh, like at the top
2: yeah i mean there's i mean there's so many i've got so many favorite artists but i mean obviously uh, george strait would probably <gasps> that that would just mean the world to me and i feel like there's one song that almost—I'll I'll put it on my next album if, if we can't get him to record it, which I doubt we can. So we'll—I uh, <laughs> might be singing it, but I wrote it with Jesse Joe Dylan and um, Brandi Clark, and it's just one of a lot of people's favorites. So I'll probably end up keeping it for me. It just sounds like an old-school George song. I want to so, hear it. Uh, that would be my dream, but also, if not, I mean, it's it's still fun to get to sing them too. So mm-hmm. that's—I'll uh, okay. I'll, I'll do it if he doesn't. Maybe we
1: okay. will find it's time. Never yeah. know. It's but, all about the timing, yeah. isn't it? It is. It is. Okay, the album is out. It's called Stereotype. Go get it on. On Amazon, you can listen to it on Amazon Music. All of the things go see Cole, he's going to be at all the fairs, festivals, everything is on your website, right?
2: Absolutely, yeah. Find one near you or not near you and travel. I'm, I'm good with you being there, any either way. So, I want y'all to, yo, yeah, we got to find one for y'all to get to, and yeah. we'll, uh, we'll just have us uh, yes. we'll celebrate the album and, and everything else we got going on. So, we love it. Listen,
1: yes. little pre show punch, it'll be good.
2: I got you. We I got love you. it, <laughs> Cole. Thank you for coming thank by. Thanks, so Cole. Much. Thank y'all.
0: We've always been taught to never judge a book by its cover, and this is a lesson Merle Haggard would truly appreciate. After being put behind bars at a young age, Merle went on to share his life observations through his legendary music.
1: Now listen, kids, don't be thinking this is your grandfather's country music. So many of the artists that you're streaming on Amazon Music have been inspired by Merle Haggard and even name-dropped him in their songs. So many. Keith Urban used the signature guitar lick from Mama Tried in his duet with Julia Michaels, Coming Home. And don't forget Eric Church's clever little song, Pledge Allegiance to the Hag, which featured a guest appearance by Merle himself.
2: We asked him what he be interested in singing it, and he said, well, I gotta hear it first. So he listened to it and liked what he heard. And I think I would have been okay if he didn't sing it as long as Merle Haggard tells you he likes what you're doing. You know, it's one of the highlights of my life. It's time to go You know you're welcome back Where the people pledge allegiance to the hand
1: With a career that includes four Grammys, 20 solo ACMs, CMA Entertainer of the Year Award, and 38 Billboard chart toppers, we could spend hours rediscovering the catalog of this legend. But today, we are going to narrow it down. The focus is going to be on songs that were influenced by Merle's time in prison.
0: He did the crime, served his time, and country music has never been the same.
1: Merle Ronald Haggard was born on April 6, 1937, near Bakersfield, California. Merle was raised in an abandoned boxcar that his dad converted into a house. His rebellious ways
0: of hopping freight trains, running away from home, and stealing things started when he was just nine years
1: old after he tragically lost his father to a stroke. As a teenager, Merle was arrested multiple times for burglary and theft. We're talking everything from stealing scrap iron to joyriding and stolen cars. And then he'd get re-arrested for escaping juvenile detention centers. He was an escape artist before he was a musical artist. Yeah. And in 1957, Merle was sentenced to 15 years in San Quentin, a maximum security prison for a robbery gone wrong. Encountering men on death row changed Merle, and he eventually became a model citizen and earned a bit more freedom. As a reward for good behavior, Merle was allowed to play in a prison van and attend a Johnny Cash concert on New Year's Day, 1959. And it was seeing Johnny on stage that inspired Merle to ring in the new year with a newfound inspiration to pursue country music. When he was released on parole by the state of California, Merle really honed in
0: on his songwriting skills. Now, he didn't have total freedom, but he could finally start releasing
1: music inspired by his jailbird life. By day, he was digging ditches, and at night, he was playing music in the local honky-tonks. So let's dig into some of the music that came out of his time
0: behind bars. I think we should start with one called House of Memories, where he compares love to a prison sentence.
2: My house is a prison Where memories surround me
1: House of Memories was also the title of his autobiography. You really feel like you're experiencing what he went through when you listen to it. Around that time,
0: Merle covered a song called I Made the Prison Band. It's hard to believe this wasn't an original track of his because it sure sounds like it's his diary. I guess I could be worse Because I made the prison band I made the
2: prison band
1: Although he was getting a taste of life outside of the bars, Merle remained a prisoner of his own thoughts. He had been on the inside, and he knew what it was like.
0: In his 1967 hit, Branded Man, Merle is singing for his fellow ex-cons, who can't ever shake the stigma of being an inmate.
1: In fact, Merle said in early interviews, he was always afraid that he would look out into the audience and see someone who had served time with him, and that that person would stand up and shout, what do you think you're doing, inmate 45200?
2: I pay! The dead I hold him, but still not satisfied. Now I'm a branded man out in the cold.
0: We can't forget about Sing Me Back Home. The title track to his 1968 album was inspired by a prisoner he knew named Jimmy. Seeing Jimmy make his death row walk was an image Merle could never shake. The
1: warden led a prisoner down
2: the hallway
0: we've already looked at some of the tracks that were about his journey, but in his signature song, Mama Tried, he shifts the perspective to what his mom
1: experienced with his antics. Shout out to all the moms out there trying to do the best for their kids, even when they act up. I turned 21 in prison doing life without parole. No one could steer me right, but Mama Tried. We can't move on from this song without casually mentioning that it won him the 1999 Grammy Hall of Fame Award. Which is not just a Grammy, it is the Grammy. So it's the late 60s, Merle is already an established country music star at this point, but he's still
0: on parole. But not for too much longer. Nope. Seeing his career flourish, then-California Governor Ronald Reagan granted Merle a full and unconditional pardon in 1972.
1: So, what did he do with his new level of freedom? He made more music, of course, but he never forgot where he came from or his time in prison. Merle passed away on April 6,
0: 2016, his 79th birthday, at his ranch in California, having recently suffered from double pneumonia.
1: So we told you how Johnny Cash inspired Merle, but did you know Merle inspired George Strait?
2: When I was in the Army and stationed at Schofield Barracks in Hawaii, Merle came there and he played, and I kind of snuck in and saw Merle. And it just blew me away. I'm just, uh, that's what I wanted to be like, you know, I wanted to be like the hag. And so I can't tell you how big of an influence he was on me. It's just huge.
0: Ronnie Millsap said he'd never have done country music, if not for Merle. But that's an entirely different episode of Rediscover.
1: Well, that does it for this week's show. But before we go, happy birthday to the one and only Loretta Lynn. This episode drops on Loretta's
0: 90th birthday. Shout out to this living legend. And we want to encourage you to go back a couple of episodes and listen to our Rediscover segment on Miss Loretta. We love you, Loretta. So next week, Amber. We get a vacation. We do. It's the first week we've taken off since Christmas, but there are a bunch of fun things lined up for the weeks ahead, including having Tenille Arts and Chris Jansen Center Stage, a Rediscovered Dolly segment with Dolly herself, and we'll get all of the inside scoop from Marin Morris on her upcoming tour.
1: In the meantime, keep in touch with us on socials. You can find me at the Kelly Sutton,
0: And I'm Hey, it's Amber A. Use the hashtag Country Heat Weekly and share the pod with a friend.
1: One last order of business before we go. It's time to reveal this week's burning question.
0: This week, we asked the stars their favorite cocktail. Now, normally, there are no wrong answers, but we actually had to give Cole Swindell two chances to answer.
2: I've been on a margarita kick lately, but I'd say margarita or old fashioned. I don't, just depends on the mood. So, what
1: about your moonshine?
2: Oh, gosh. Yeah. Well, i make those with that. Let's try
1: those again. Let's try it again. Yeah. Cole, what's your favorite cocktail?
2: Oh, anything with, uh, Sugarland Shine, you know, we've, I've got a couple of, of flavors. I got the pre-show punch, which came from pre-show tradition where we always do a little pre-show shot. And we couldn't figure out a name for this punch. And I was like, how about pre-show punch? And that, that became the name of that.
1: Here are some more hot takes from Brett Eldridge, Dustin Lynch, Scotty McCreary, and Willie Jones.
2: Mostly quit drinking, but if I'm going to drink, it's tequila on the rocks. Favorite cocktail right now would be an old-fashioned with, most everybody has Blanton's. So probably Blanton's. Espresso martinis for late night, so it kind of kick you back into gear, you know? Yeah. I can
0: rock with an espresso martini or a green tea cocktail. And, you know, green tea is Jameson, peach, snobs, and sour. Country Heat Weekly is a collaborative production between Amazon Music and Nevermind Media. Executive producer is Melissa Locker. Senior producer
1: is Joyce Reiser. Recording engineer, Aaron DeFridge. Sound design by Tim Einenkel. Production assistance from Annie Reuter, Debbie Daughtry, Madeline O'Connell, and Jeremy Chua. Our theme song, Country Time, was written and performed by Mia Byrne, with additional music from Madeline McCormack. The
0: Amazon Music Team includes Nathan Brackett, Emily Cohen, Chris Graham, Michelle Kammerer, Eliza Mills, Morgan Jones, and Raymond Roker. Development
1: consultant, Michelle Dix. Additional production support from Marley, Steve, Grace, Winnie, Moses, Wicket, Abby, Jake, Osmo, and all the other very good dogs out there.
0: Be sure to follow Country Heat Weekly on Amazon Music or wherever you listen to podcasts so you get the latest episodes just as soon as they drop.